She happens, y'all, but we got this. Natalie Riddell, Commander in Chic, here with the one and only Jonathan. Hey, everyone. We're excited because for the first time, y'all have heard us talking somewhat incessantly about getting moved and getting new setup and recording in the same room and ordering new equipment. And it's been somewhat bumpy. And we're still waiting on our third replacement of the main soundboard. Third time's a charm. <laughs> third time's a charm. But we're we're using the second one in the interim. So this is, in fact, the first time that we're using, like, recording in the same room and not trying to lean over but not touch the same microphone and stay equal distance away and not turn our head. <laughs> it's a little bit better. Yeah, so much easier without all those rules. And Jane's here to produce. It's really fun. We're this is starting at the next level. <laughs> we're we're moving towards next level. We see it. Approaching it with caution. <laughs> Approaching it with caution. Um, okay, how much do we love Jonathan? So much. The only thing that I love as much as I love Jonathan are the questions that y'all send for Jonathan. And first of all, thank you always. I I am never, I am always blown away by the questions you send anytime I ask for that. For any podcast, you guys, it's so fun to hear what y'all are asking. And also, you've got so many great questions, and half the questions you ask are things I'm like, oh, I want to hear that too. <laughs> so it's it's a group effort. It's it's a group effort. All the sister cousins, all of us here, all loving Jonathan. If you have been living a tragic life <laughs> and not heard from Jonathan yet or of Jonathan yet. He is one of the loves of our lives, lights of our lives. You light up my life. Oh, it's hard. This is not okay because I can hear myself. I know. <laughs> that makes a difference. Very scary. Um, You get... <laughs> <laughs> I just have to try it one more time. To get okay, I'm done. I can't. Okay. I know I can't stop because I love that song so much. Okay, but also you do light up our life. You light up everybody's around you's life. Period. Um. So Jonathan is an organizer extraordinaire. I'm sorry if this is redundant to those of you that don't know, but um, he does an outstanding job of helping you get order in your life and let go of things mm-hmm. and is non-judgmental and incredibly brilliant and one of the most hardworking people I've ever encountered. Big-hearted, hardworking. Um, He and I met because Jane hired him. And the day that he first came to see Jane, I think he was still in the driveway. And she called me and was (laughs) like, "Um, you have to come up here and meet Jonathan. Like, y'all have to be friends. Like, you are already friends. And I told him the same thing. And so I was like, okay, well, the next time I come, you know, we'll see if we can meet. And we did. We totally hit it off. Yep, sure did. Yeah, we did. And so he has been a blessing in my life ever since and has helped the other sister cousins and is about to help Aunt Pam get ready for her remodel um, and knows everybody's quirky things like. Jane and her sprinkles and cookbooks and Emily and her makeup and skincare (laughs) and me and all my things, all those things, plus glitter and bows. And I don't know what else, jewelry. I don't know. Lots of things. Clothes. categories. I I have a, I have a broad spectrum of problems. Um, Okay. But he came the week I was moving in and we did do a series of videos that I think are pretty helpful. Um, on the IGTV if you guys want to access them. We did lives first thing in the morning and then sort of documented with stories our day and then had a wrap up and sort of takeaway at the end. And all those videos are on IGTV. And so um, if you need more Jonathan, there he is. Um, Okay, so we've done two different question and answers with Jonathan and we still have more questions. I have to first broach the most burning question Uh (laughs) sheets because he told i was getting sheets he saw my story 
sent this sent a message which I shared with y'all, which was get white because you can bleach them. Which I I'm a firm believer in that, and I I, I do that just because it's so much easier. Um, but you said don't get more than 100% cotton. Yes, because it's a natural fiber, which I agree. Um, but then you said don't get over 600 thread count, and that has sent us all into a little bit of a tizzy. Yes. So here's the thing. Um, you see it out there like it's 800, 1,000 thread count, yada, yada, yada. Um, thread count is basically how many strands of thread you have within the inch or whatever the set parameter is. I can't remember the exact measurement. But that is how much you're getting within that defined um, space, however many there are. And how I, dense. Dense threads. it is. And I believe it is an inch. But when you you can only physically get so much into a space, right? You, you know, I like defined spaces, <laughs> right? Um, so if you have six hundreds, kind of the limit. So what they can do is they can take substandard yarn and they can weave several together to make one strand, and then use that, and that's kind of a way of cheating to say, okay, you now have twelve hundred thread count. If six hundred is good, twelve hundred is better, and we can charge forty no. and not twenty or whatever. Bingo. So I made just a huge proponent. If you have quality yarn and it's again cotton, if if it starts with micro, if that's in there, like your sheet shouldn't stretch and kick and do all the things. It just needs to be cotton so it can breathe. Um my sheets are four hundred and thirty something thread count. They're Ralph Lauren. I've had them for five years. And I have two sets of sheets because I rotate every other week. So those sheets have been washed 130 times still look brand new still they in fact they get softer with age mm -hmm. they're not worn they're not torn they look fantastic and they are just basic cotton sheets um you just you if you are buying a quality sheet and again and here's another thing uh, the things you use every day should be nice don't save the best sheets in the house for something that you use maybe once every two years. If you sleep on them every single day, get nice sheets, make them. It's a small luxury for yourself that you should enjoy. It's like having used nice towels. Um, and that's what I did. I invested in some really nice sheets and they've lasted five years. They still look brand new and they get washed again, 130 times. Um, so that's where like you just, you don't have to have this extreme red count and we've got i sent you that website that has all this information that talks about yep. the science behind thread count um and we can probably get that posted up sure but it, it it's just like it's just marketing and they're trying to sell you something that is not real and you just keep it simple white under 600 you will be good to go can may we just have a moment of respect and silence for Ralph Lauren. I love him. Um, that's so how I started out in my career was I worked in a department store and I was a polo specialist in the men's polo shop. A polo specialist. You better put I that know. on your resume, honey. Um, Hashtag polo specialist. You should see me do some paper folding with shirts. Um, every six weeks, I would take all the shirts out of what's called the mesh wall, which is the polo mesh that you see folded up in the wall. Yes. I would unfold all of them put fresh paper in and refold. So everything was just perfect. And that was my favorite thing. That's a good fit for you. Oh. But I mean, there's, I just love everything. His brand is so good. He's and classic. So classic, but fresh. It is. And he doesn't like there. He, he, he doesn't like substitutes substandard. He has no time for that. And it just, his stuff lasts forever. It lasts forever. Yeah, he, um, my sister went to Princeton for undergrad and had a, got her major in art history and did a semester in Italy. And my dad went over to see her and his daughter, um, that has the candy bar. Dylan. Dil yes. Okay. She was in the same program. And so dad and Ralph Lauren, like they all hung some in Italy, which is kind of cool. Um, but his brand is so good. I mean, I I still have Skylar's polo teddy bear sheets. Yep. They last forever. And they're cute. 
and I am a smother mother. So there's that layer. Um, okay. I have a question. Yes. Do you iron your sheets? So, um, it depends on how much time I have, but if it's a Sunday. Wait, which implies that you have in fact ironed your sheets. Oh yeah. Okay. If you haven't, and it is a total luxury, it's a luxury of time. It's a luxury just to be able to do it just in general. But if you have never ironed, especially your pillowcases. Okay. And then laid your head on a freshly ironed pillowcase at night, you haven't lived. It, Are you ironing sheets on a standard ironing board? Yes. Okay. Um, and then if it's a flat sheet too, I'll take that out, and especially in the edge, so it's nice and crisp. Right. But again, I realize it, it takes time, and sure. it's not something I do all the time, but every now and then, I mean, there have been times like Travis will walk in the room, he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm ironing the pillowcases because they just, oh, well, I like the idea of doing the pillowcases because, I mean, that's the thing. You're most directly in contact, yes. and that is easier to do. Like, I, I feel overwhelmed about it just because of, like, managing the size of a sheet on exactly. your ironing board, yes. you know? And it's, it's very time. It's like ironing a tablecloth. It, it's right. You got a lot to maneuver. Right. But a pillowcase, it's you a small luxury that you can knock out, and it just... Okay, and... Can't you remember like being a kid and insisting on like whatever the Barbie sheets or whatever the the, the crappy <laughs> the crappy quality with beautiful logos? Um, I had little probably, mermaid sheets. You have, of course, you did. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I still have the pillowcase. I'm also sure that you do, and that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I love you. So, you know that thing that happens on those sheets, the yeah. little pilling. Yes. And apart from being itchy, mm -hmm. um, the tiny little pilling <laughs> balls that form, mm -hmm. it's awful. It is. It's just like clothing. You've talked about you wanted great clothing, quality clothing. Right. Sheets are the same way. If you get good sheets, that doesn't happen. Right. And they just get better with time. Right. Um, I said mine are five years old. They feel fantastic. They're still bright white. They, they, they don't, they're not threadbare. Um, I just, you get good sheets, they will last, and they will last, and they will last. It is worth the investment up front. Okay, enough about sheets. Okay. <laughs> sheets happen and chic happens. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go so long on the sheets. Okay, but also I have one more question about linens. Okie dokie. Do you have a favorite towel? I'm gonna, Partly I'm interjecting this because I've always loved the Ralph Lauren towels is what I've always gotten. Um, I've had Ralph Lauren towels in the past and I do love them. Um, a symptom of working in a department store, they always come out with new and different. Right, and, right. Um, so here's how I suggest you buy towels. Um, because you never know until you actually get to use a towel. Uh, right. So my suggestion is always buy one or two, take them for a spin. If you like them, then buy more. If you okay. don't like them, then try a different towel. Okay. But do a little research, see what others read some reviews. Um, there are certain brands like Ralph Lauren that are traditionally they're standard good. So it's always a safe bet to try that first. Um, but you don't dive all the way into it and buy right. eight. So, right. That's good advice. Um, and, and again, stick with you know, cotton. Don't any kind of polyester or micro material, whatever it is they put in these things. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, do some questions, please. Shall we? From our wonderful listeners. Okay. Yeah, this is a good one. And I think a fairly universal one, which we kind of talked to touched on before, but again, I don't think you can talk about it enough. When do you start? No, where do you start when everything needs to be done? Um, that is a really good question. Um, so you, you know, I feel like we've had that question, but I don't feel like we've ever directly answered it, have we? Probably because I interrupted you, like I just did. <laughs> I love you. Um, so where do you start when everything needs to be done? So I would say prioritize as to what spaces do you live in the most? So maybe that is the kitchen. Maybe that is a laundry room. Maybe that is a master bedroom slash bathroom. Because as a an adult, those are probably the spaces... Um, that you are in the most. Um, 
other rooms, closets, um, kids' rooms, make that a secondary. But you just start with one room and start getting like things together and figuring out what you want to purge. Don't think about the rest of the house because you're not going to be able to fix it all in one swoop. And you take it one room at a time. Well, um, I think you and I have at least talked about before when clients ask like for design projects, a lot of times by the time they hire a designer, they're like, you know, we have more than one project, not all the time, but oftentimes people are like, okay, we have all these couple of different rooms that we're not sure we keep, you know, buying things to add to the different rooms that we don't ever get done with anything. And so like, that's a huge piece of advice that I give clients all the time. Like, what is the space that's bothering you the most? You know, and like, um, like for me, even maybe it's just where I kind of am right now. Like I need my bedroom. Like before I go to bed every night, I want the counters clean. Like I need things put away and it feel pretty because I wake up and I feel good about Mm -hmm. that. You know, like that is a, that my bedroom sets the tone for how I feel when I wake up in the morning. And I will say, so this is where. Like when a client hires me for say an entire week, I can work with you for a week and I go through the entire house. So I will start in an area that bothers them the most. And then as I start to work through the different rooms, I create spaces for things. And a lot of times there's a lot of stuff that's just in the wrong room. Right. So as I start to work through the house, I start to categorize what you own in my head. And I start to remember, oh yeah, you have two of those back in that room. And it makes sense to have this stuff based on how you live in that room. So it's a matter of if you, because it, it, it gets, as you know, it gets very overwhelming when it's your stuff. And that's why I say, well, if one, it all has to be done. Where do I start? And, you know, the business side of me says, well, you hire me. <laughs> but because you do. I mean, and I come in and it, it's not overwhelming to me. I can see generally when I walk into a house, be like, oh, this is office. I can see the finished product by the time I walk through the house. I know what this can look like. Well, and, and I mean, this is something we have in common in our jobs too. Um, you are, you have an objective. Is it object? Is that how you say it's it? A, yeah, I would you're say objective. Obje- like you're not like, like, I mean, I'll even feel like, but that's my grandmother's vanity, you know, but like if I were coming to see a client, I would be like, girl, you don't sit there. Mm-hmm. You need to get it refinished it's taking up room. Like it's not my grandmother's vanity. Like I don't see it for that. I, you know, and I think stuff. it's just stuff. And I think taking the emotion out, even just one step back is huge. Um, the other, the other thing I was going to say about the room thing that I have happened. I mean, I've even personally dealt with it. I think we all have done it some where like, a room doesn't feel finished. So you kind of, you'll buy a lamp. It's okay. It's better. You pick up pillows. Maybe you do that in four other rooms and you're like, okay, I've spent a thousand dollars and none of my rooms are finished. And so one piece of advice I give to clients a fair amount when they're feeling that way, which is not uncommon, pick the room, whatever the room is where you want to start or where y'all spend the most time or what's driving you the most crazy. And let's finish that room. Like, Finish it. Don't we're not going to piecemeal it. Like we're going to solve that room once and for all. And then we will move to another room. And that gives people closure on, you know, like you feel like, okay, like, okay, we've done that room. The drapes are installed. The little, you know, the flower arrangements, everything's the finials are on the lamps. Everything's in place. Also, that means when you spend time in that room, it feels finished. You know, mm-hmm. you have somewhere you can go that feels finished. Um, and it feels like a major accomplishment, like you're making headway. Yes. And I think you do a better job because kind of your mind is in that project, not you're at the not- shop going, well, where do I need? That would be cute in this room. That would be cute in this room. It, it's that's difficult for anybody. You're not bouncing around. And that's where if like if you're and you, anyone who works with me, you'll see me if we are going through a room and it's like, well, why does this No, this doesn't belong in the kitchen. Like, I'll just make a pile of things like these are going elsewhere. Um, because they don't even belong here. And that's part of clearing. And once you taking things out that don't belong in a room and then purging the things out that you don't want, as you know, it it solves most of the problem. All of a sudden we have space for things and now it makes sense. And now you have a room that's set. So as you go through the rest of the house, maybe you find something, Oh wait, I've got a place for that in that room that we've already done. Right. It can now go to that space. And 
having that designated home makes a world of difference. And as you progressively go room to room to room in the house, then all of a sudden there's always a space for all these things you find. That was one of the most, like, that was one of my biggest moments. <laughs> like you probably saw me a couple of times where you're like, oh gosh, we've got books. And you're like, okay, but you've got a bookcase. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have a bookcase. Got a home. Let me critique the books to the bookcase. I'm like, Oh God, it's glitter. You're like, you have a glitter drawer. Of course I do. I'm like, oh, we'll put it in the glitter drawer. Like how satisfying once you get into the process and you start mm-hmm. having designated places. And I'm like, wait, I have a place for my napkin. So I can go put this in the napkin place. Yep. And that feels so good, you know? Um, it's okay. Like watching the puzzle come together. Well, and you have that future feeling of like, that also means when I'm looking for something and I need napkins, I can go to the napkins. When I'm looking for books, I can go to my books, my little library. And like that was something I've told you in my other house. I had so many things in different places. So even I I, I had a hard time getting rid of things because we've talked about this because I was always like, well, do I have another one though? You know, or exactly. I, I don't know if I have enough black t-shirts. Uh, yeah, you do. Because when you put them together, you have 14. You're, you're good. Okay. I'm, I'm good on that, y'all. Um, But there were also things that I'm like. You know, I, I like I I didn't realize I didn't have enough of, mm-hmm. you know, we put things together and I'm like, no wonder I feel like I'm always running out of glassware. I don't have enough glassware. Um, but that makes you feel that made me feel good, like about the future where once Jonathan leaves and I'm sort of left with living here and keeping it tidy, that I could do that, you know, because I mean, I think I do think one common thing that I've heard about people with about like a a pause and hiring someone to come help organize is sure it'll be great while they're there and it'll be cute probably for a month, but I'm going to go back to my bad ways. You know, you say that to yourself, like, sure, I'm sure it's fine for a little while, but it's not going to stay that way. And one thing we've talked about before is Jane had him come do their closets over a year ago, I think now. And her closet is still great. Like, I mean, I I remember the other just the other day, Aunt Pam said, Jane, is it still really good? And I'm I could even vouch for it. It's like once you get a system that works, it, it's it's easier to follow the system than not follow the system. Well, and because that's part of what I do is when talking with the client as we're going through things like keep, not keep, whatever, like figuring out how they live their life. And building the organization around them and not forcing them to conform to a method of organization. Because if they can't, if it doesn't work with how they live their life, it's not going to be maintained. So I try to figure out, okay, so what's going to work best for this person? How should we structure this? And I'll ask questions like, you know, it's, it's, hey, I'm thinking about this. Would this work? Is this convenient for you? And they will, they'll say, nah, nah. I say, okay, done. We're not doing that. We'll go to plan B. Um, because more it's often, not sustainable. It, it isn't sustainable to just say like, this is how you have to do it. Even if it's not the way that person's brain works or whatever. Bingo. So, um, okay, let's do another question. Please. Jonathan. Yes. Have you ever turned down an organizing job because it was beyond help? No. Um, if I've said it once, it's right up there with light things together. It's everything's fixable. Um, because I find that by the time someone reaches out to me, they want it fixed and they are willing, they're willing to let go of things. They've gotten to that point. You know, I, I mentioned before where people say, well, how do I make someone like, I can't make you let go of things. I'm not going to beat you over the head. I'm not going to berate you. Generally, by the time people contact me, it is a, please make this better. Um, I have. I could show you pictures of projects that you walk in, you go like, oh, my goodness. But it's just that, you know, it starts with a little bit and then it kind of grows and it grows. And all of a sudden it's out of someone's control. But, you know, I've never walked into a mess and thought it. In fact, the bigger the mess, the more exciting it is, because I I'm looking at it going, okay, we can fix this and they can really live a good life when this is done. And I, I know what we can do here. Like just, okay, someone get me a trash bag. Let's get started. Well, on behalf of the other humans, <laughs> um, Jane's pointing at herself saying, that's me, that's me, that's My me. Closet. Yeah, it was her closet. Uh, yes. So Jane and 
she's her, she's to my back and I'm scared to turn around when I say this that so we we basically you could set one foot inside and then there was a the floor was covered and then it just kind of grew like a mountain. We were like the Vaughn trap children climbing every mountain. It I just, love it. And then we found all these treasures and that like, it, we just, it was a moment of in Jane, she had had another surgery. So she was on the bed and I'm kind of around the corner of the closet. And I'll be like, uh, Jane. Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh, why Wait. is this in the closet? All kinds it. of things. And, um, it, it is just, but by the time it was done, you you could have you know done a three point turn it of a semi in that closet, and it still does. And yeah, she she has maintained. Jane's very good about maintaining. I would like to say one thing that I was saying, like for the all the normal people out there that aren't like you and get excited and goosebumps and trash bags <sighs> when you see the mess. People who might be more like me who collapse in on themselves and get paralyzed and close the door and leave it for five years unless they throw something else in there with their eyes closed and then close the door. One thing that my, one, my greatest takeaway, which is in fact why we have tote bags now made with Jonathan saying like things together. Mm -hmm. And if you like for the question, where do I start? Not like, not as a physical location, where do I start? But if you need a place, a mindset where to start, it's like things mm -hmm. together. And um, if you don't take anything else away from any of the help that Jonathan, Jonathan gives, like no matter how big your project is, if you can just start grouping like things together, it gets you started yeah. and it sort of um, – and I'm not saying that immediately solves it because like the date, by the time we were getting kind of good as the week went on, we got better. But then we had to attack all my like hair contraptions, all the beauty products, all the things for the live videos. I mean, it was like, you know, tiny that bottles of moisturizer, tubes and tubes and tubes of lipstick. And it was just all jumbled together and overwhelming. And and we did like things together. And Koi Beth came over like it was a whole day thing. Um, and it was exhausting and overwhelming, but we, it's like you break the code, you know? And I mean, it's like one day at a time, mm -hmm. one, one box at one a time. Box at a time. And then you kind of look up and you started getting things really well sorted. And then the next step, and I know we've talked about this before, but this was such an aha moment for me out of my whole takeaway with Jonathan is that once you have the like things together then it is so much easier to purge. Yes. First of all, you just see like, okay, there is no way there will ever be a vacation that will require 30 bathing suits. Okay. So there's some of that and I'm exaggerating only slightly. Um, <laughs> but, it, but like things like, I mean, one of the best examples was with my shoes where I have like, I'm going to use booties as an example. So mm -hmm. I have, I had a number of pair of booties and I like all of them and I, but I, and I didn't really want to get rid of it. I mean, maybe one pair I got rid of, but then I said to Jonathan, okay, let me, let's put all my booties out. Um, and so we did, I like, I put them out and I was like, okay, those two pairs are virtually the same. One is far more comfortable. Boom. No brainer. Okay. I like these, you know, whatever it was, I started to see. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm these I almost got rid of and I don't have anything else like that, you know, once. And so once I saw them together, it was so clear what should go. And so that um, and then then the next step beyond that, that's so helpful is then I'm like, OK, now I know I have six pairs of booties or whatever. How are we going to store them? And, and so one I think major flaw in the world of organizing because I've heard it, but more importantly, because I've become a master at it is go to the store and buy lots of organizing containers and lots of fancy label systems and hanging dividers and things with pockets in them and make bubble letters of labels and then don't ever use them and put them inside of each other in the attic. Solid plan. It's a, it's been a solid plan up until now. It really has. And so Jonathan introduced me the new concept of like things together, purge all the things, then decide how you're going to store, then go buy storage units. Once you see 
and all its glory, what all goes in your bedroom or whatever it is, what all goes in the closet. Then go buy the specific things slated to that specific thing and the amount that may, is reasonable. And, okay, not <laughs> aren't you glad I'm interviewing you, me? Um, yes, then will you say what past that that you advised about keeping in that that space is now allotted for that thing? Define spaces. So once you have gone through and purged, you've gotten life things together, you know what you're going to keep. You said, all right, I'm allotting this space for shoes. So if this shoe rack is full, then I know that I need to purge a few things or just not buy any shoes. If you love all those shoes, just don't buy any more shoes. That That is it. You know, for me, I have a t-shirt drawer. If that drawer is full, no more t-shirts. Um, I have a set number of hangers in my closet. Those hangers are all full, and they're wooden, so they're, they're extra thick. No more shirts. No more pants. Um, by but doing that's a that, good guideline. it's an automatic check system that you just you don't have to think about. Oh, do I need to purge? Do I need this? No. If if it all fits, then we're good. And I, the reason I like that so much too is like you only have to do kind of the the brain work once. Mm-hmm. Like once you do the one time, okay, this is this is how many pajamas I'm going to have that go in this drawer or this shoe rack. You don't have to rethink it every time. Like it, you've solved that. Now it's just a matter of sticking to it. It's all you have to do is check yourself to say like, okay, it's full. I have to get rid of something. Right. That's all you have to do. It's, it's almost thoughtless in the sense of. Because there's so much else going on in life, you shouldn't have to focus on. Right, that's what am I, I love. Am I being tidy? Am I being like no? It's it's fits in the space. We're good to go. That very much applies to like children's toys too. Give those a defined space. It'll change your life. Yeah, that's... because kids acquire a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. So if there is a one one bin or whatever it is they fit in, that's the defined space. When that's full, it's time to purge. I think that's a good solution for everybody, kids and the parents. You yes. Know? Um, okay, here's another question. I need hot tips on shoe storage. Okay, so I guess, and again, it depends on your situation, um, but there are a variety of options when it comes to shoe storage, and that's where I, I typically I like to see the space, um, but... So many people work at so many different levels of space, whether they have an extra closet in the house or they're in a studio apartment and they only it's under the bed. Um, you can either rotate seasonally. So if you have shoes that are specific to, and that's what I do. Like I live in a 1500 square foot home. It's limited space. So right now my winter shoes, I have a second shelf in the closet and that's where winter clothes go. Sweaters, um, dark, you know, dark colors for winter. And then I have shoe containers that have the winter shoes in them. Those go up there, and then the summer shoes can come down because I have a shoe rack. And then when winter, fall comes, I rotate the spring, summer up to the top there. For some people, that could be a bin that slides under the bed. Um, I did that with some of your shoes. I was just about to say, we did a combination like of my most frequently worn stuff mm-hmm. on shoe racks in my closet at the bottom. Then... We d- you um well we actually haven't done it but we're planning on doing a um pocket those pockets yes. like just for flats and slippers and flip flops yep. and things like that for, for lady shoes um if you're challenged for space on the back of a door the ballet slippers flip flops um even some like low heels kitten heels those are great to go in those because they easily sometimes you can do, you can do a pair per slot oh yeah easily um so and then we did a bend under my bed for then, some seasonal boots and my fancy things some of it depends on your lifestyle too like if you wear heels to work every day and rarely go work out that's going to be different you know that's a lot of it has to do with probably lifestyle too so and i know some people that they have more space so they have all of the original especially for their nicer shoes they have all their original boxes and they're in stacks and they have like a stack of black shoes they have a stack of metallics they could have a stack of nudes a stack of if they have a color run that they have a lot of, um, but they keep all of their original boxes. Some people like to, again, those clear shoe bins. Um, some people even either label it or they'll take a picture and put a picture of the shoe on the bin. Um, there are 
there are so many options, right. so many varieties. But the biggest thing you can do, if you were challenged on space, think about rotating your shoes seasonally the same way you might do your clothes. Okay, which leads us smoothly into the next question. How to store and organize off-season clothes and shoes, which you've just touched on a little bit. Okay, so any, this is going to depend on your climate. Um, if you live somewhere that it is, you have a lot of humidity, um, or if it's going to be in you know, an, an attic, a place that's not climate controlled, um, having something that you can, um, a space bag is a good option. Ziploc space bags, they suck all the air out. Having something that has some cedar balls or cedar blocks, that is always a good option. Okay. Um, I do not recommend mothballs. They are effective, but they will also have your clothes smelling that for all eternity. Yeah. Um, and it, it, again, it depends on your space, but um, climate control is best. Um, space bags for bulkier items work great. Um, but also really challenge yourself to think about, okay, pare it down. Cause that was something I did was that I used to have space bags and things would go in the attic and I would try to keep all the clothes. Cause when you work retail for 15 plus years, like I did you have acquire a lot of clothes. Things and you don't change size, you acquire things. My challenge, I'm going to pare this down to, it all goes in the master closet for both Travis and I, his side, my side, I added one shelf. And that upper shelf is where the off-season clothes went. And it's shoes, sweaters, all the things. Um, and then the original master closet in the house is where I keep coats. But I really tried to pare it down so it wasn't this overwhelming task of switching out clothes. Right. Here we go. This is going to be a I thing. had that the attic and a small closet. And I tried to do the seasonal things. I did. I did manage it okay but what i mostly was struck with is how much um well first of all it, it's not black and white because you don't just go from sundresses to snow so there's and then it started getting you know i love black and white i don't like blurred lines and all the, i need it clean clear what is it and so that was frustrating to me because I'm like, oh, do I put the sundresses up? And then I do I put that up? And you just wait. You just moved to South Carolina. But what you don't know is that we experience all four seasons every week. <laughs> okay. Um, so I need to not do that at all. Okay. Here's, here's a really important question. Okay. Have you heard that mothballs keep snakes away? I have heard that, and that is, is true. Have you heard it from me, or have you actually <laughs> heard it from no, a reliable source? No, I'm trying. It was a reliable source, and, and it's, it's a very pungent way to do it. So, uh, fun story. The other week, um, we live in a very wooded property. If you tell me a snake story and you tell me it's a good snake, my head's going to no, spin around. No, not going to listen. Thank you. Uh, you know how it, you know, Satan's representative on it. Thank you. Um, so, a wooded property, it's an older home. Um, and we are coming around the corner from the living room, going through the dining room to the kitchen, and there is a snake. It's a little baby snake, still a snake. Um, freak out moment. Now, Travis got it out the door. He wanted to save it. I mean, not so much, but whatever, as long as I don't have to do it. Uh, the next morning, bright and early, this is late at night. Um, I was at the Walmart uh, and I bought so many mothballs that grandma's clothes could be preserved for all eternity. But okay. I threw mothballs under the house everywhere. Okay. That's what, that's what everywhere. I've heard and done that you, I put it, you put it like around the house mm -hmm. outside, but mm -hmm. under the house and around the house. And it, it will permeate through the floor, but, but snakes don't. <laughs> and so that's the crucial part, Jonathan. That that's is the crucial part. The difference. But, because Travis couldn't take the smell. So he went and he replaced all the foundation vents because that's how they get in is generally it's, you have foundation vent, the mesh is bad. Replaced all, and when he crawled under the house to do that, he collected a lot of those mothballs. He brought them back out and threw okay, them away. The cutest thing. Um, but since then, we that's been fixed. Ductwork's been uh, dealt with all the things. So we should be good going forward. But mothballs are effective at deterring snakes. Okay, I, I have, that's been my experience and I'd heard it, but but not many people have. 
And I haven't done it at this house, which is probably why there is, in fact, a pet snake under my house. You could probably throw a few underneath your deck. Not a lot. Um, but I guess they are pungent. But they will repel them. <sighs> I miss the days when we didn't talk about snakes. Well, here we are. It's all good, though. At least you know In how to South fight them. Carolina. South yeah. Carolina. Okay. Bless it. Bless. Okay. This is a good one. Tips for storing cookware and lids like Pyrex and cast iron. Okay. So again, A, cookware, like things together. So get your baking items together. Get your pots and pans together. If you have specialty like um, stoneware type things together. Um, and then you... Once you do that, you're going to figure out this. A lot of people have multiples of things, and you have lids that you don't know what they go to. Right. So I am a proponent, as you know, with comes to just storage containers, putting lids with the items. Right. Because um, that's how I have my pots and pans stored. Mm-hmm. They, the lids are right next to it, or they're stacked with, with the lid. Um, because it's, nothing's more frustrating than you need the lid the right size, and you're wasting time trying to find it. So whether it's a drawer that pulls out and they can all sit in, but keep the lids in with the pots and pans and really think about how many pots and pans and bakeware that you have, because you only need so many sauce pans. You only need so many saute pans. You only need so many cupcake pans. Or maybe you need enough for 84. Who knows? At my house, you might. You just might. You just might. Um, but Right. Once limit, you, limit, limit, what limit you the number, have, first of all. Bingo. And then get your light things together and then store them in a place that makes sense to when you would use them. Right. So bakeware items should be somewhere near the oven, a cabinet right. near theirs. Uh, pots and pans, if it's not near whatever, a large drawer that can contain them or a large cabinet that can contain them, you can easily access, um, access them. Um, you know, if you have a slender cabinet, maybe that's where your uh cutting boards and if you have longer taller cookie sheets those go in there um it's getting like things together and paring down and really being realistic about what you use in your kitchen and feel free to let the other stuff go um i think you'll find that it's not so much of a storage issue for you than you think it is um because that's one of the things when i redo kitchens it's thinking about i'll say so tell me about like how much you cook and do you bake a lot and you know, what's important of in relation to are there, you know, silverware and dishes in cabinets close to the dishwasher, because that's where they get pulled out and put back. Um, all of those things relate to the ease of storage for those kind of things. So think about how you use your kitchen and then think about what you have. And I think you'll find that the answer presents itself. I have definitely learned about myself. And I'm telling you something you don't you you already know. <laughs> when we talked about macro organizing and micro organizing, mm-hmm. like I, I do best with drawers, and you know that I've told you. Like even when I redesigned my kitchen, like I like those deep drawers for pots and pans. Like you can pull it out and see all of them; they don't block each other. Um, and now they make those drawers that are have great support. You know, yes. you can put casserole dishes and everything mm-hmm. so anywhere. I could put a drawer in my last kitchen. I did. I do not like the door with the deep little tiny shelf and everything's back there and dark and hard to get to. I that those those I do not do well with those. Things get lost back there. Mm-hmm. Um partly going back to the thing that you say, like if you can't see it, you won't use it, you know, or you get frustrated looking for it. Um but I think paying attention to how you do. So like I know about myself. All my pajamas now, I have two drawers. It's all my pajamas. This is an advancement for me, right? Okay. Um, when you open the drawers, they're messy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with that. It's, that's okay. I'm not going to, I am not the girl that's going to, I wish I were, and I will be, I'll, I'll set myself up like, okay, I get everything folded so cute, door, drawers divided. But the bottom line is when I'm tired and stressed and I've got a load of laundry and I've got, you know, five nighty shirts, I'm going to just chunk them in the drawer. You know my secret? What? My pajama drawer. You sleep naked. Not folded. You don't have one. You, this is scandalous. <laughs> shirts are shirts are in one. It's divided into three. Shirts are in one, shorts in the other, and then I have some pajama pants 
Um, actually, I'm just in the drawer below, but I have like items together. But it's one of those like I'm I don't need to have an iron T-shirt for pajamas. I guess right. I'm adding more work to my life by saying I need to fold this exactly and tuck it away when it's just a pajama shirt. I they're all together. I know exactly what I have and I know exactly where it goes. And once that slot is full, I can't have any more. But that's one of those like socks. They're separated. I have blue base and black base. And then I have multicolored that have neither, you know, the bright fun stuff. But that's how I organize my socks. If things aren't easy for me, if, if things aren't easy to put away, I, I won't put them away. You know, I'll just set my, if I am like, oh, I don't, I don't have time to fold these cute. I'll just put my pajamas on my dresser till I fold them cute. And I don't have time for that either. You know? And that's, that's what people think of having an organizer. At least I feel that way. They feel like when an organizer come in, comes in, it's they're going to make the house look like a department store, and that's why we have to maintain it. And that's not reality. I, I'll, I'll, I'll look at this. Yeah, no. And I, like I said, I said, Natalie, they're swimsuits. They're small. Chunk them in the drawer. Chunk, they and all you fit love in the them. <laughs> all 37 suits fit in that drawer. Have that. Knock it. yourself out. You know, that's this misnomer of like you have to open a drawer and everything's perfect and crisp. Now, if you are the person that enjoys that and you want to, right. that is fantastic. You go do you. And you fold those and put them in. And if that gives you peace, then fantastic. But I'm not going to tell you that everything has to be perfectly folded in the drawer. Uh, because there's some items that you just, you don't, you don't fold your underwear drawer, chuck it in. Or don't wear any. That We go back to or, that. Or, or, or don't wear any. Right. Commando and chic. Commando and chic. <laughs> Praise <laughs> be. Praise be. Oh, this is a great question. And I would like to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Jonathan, mm-hmm. are junk drawers okay Woo. um i'm just my heart says no okay and this is why i say no um i like to call it a utility drawer because yes do you need a drawer in your kitchen probably that has some everyday access stuff like scissors pens pencils tape the things that you need to grab charging cords whatever it may be yes i think everyone should have a drawer like that do I think you should be able to open it up and it should have some sense of organization, which could be as simple as having the little drawer organizer bends. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all there is to it. Um, because if you open that drawer up and you're starting to rummage around and you have all this stuff, like you don't know what's in there, as you know, as I like to say, you then what's the point of having all that? If you're in a hurry and you need a pencil, there's nothing more frustrating than opening that junk yes. drawer. And you can't find a pencil as opposed to having this is the bed that pens and pencils stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, an organized junk drawer, an well, intentional, and don't I, call it a junk drawer. Yeah, a utility drawer. Okay. It's okay to have a utility drawer, not a junk drawer, because it, it's serving you no purpose to have one giant mess tucked away in a drawer. Well, I mean, one thing I was struck with when we moved. I have multiple junk drawers, Jonathan, just so you know. Because, you know, I'm not going to do it halfway. Okay, we're going Overachiever. Over hashtag extra. So my hashtag extra junk drawers, what I found, probably 60% of what was in there, I could pitch. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Old Pokemon card. Why didn't throw any Pokemon? Scholar still would. I would. I can't get rid of Pokemon cards. But I mean, like business cards of people. I don't even remember why I've got them. You know. Um. I mean, old receipts. You know, old menus from takeout menus from restaurants that are no longer in business. You know, things I think. Well, I might use that twisty tie. I mean, there was there was so much that struck me like. There's so like keys. I don't even know what they go to. I don't want to throw them out. I mean, just so it really, for me, was a junk drawer. And really, when you get down to what you actually want in your junk drawer, it's not that much. Like you said, scissors, rubber bands, tape, you know. Utility things. Oh, sorry. Utility things. It's okay. And I will tell you a little hack for all those papers that populate your kitchen counter in your utility drawer. Um, Get yourself a magazine holder. And have it sit on the counter. When you have a business card, a piece of mail, a receipt or something, it goes in that magazine holder. And you always know that if I, wait, what did I do with that receipt? If you can't find it, it's, it's there. in the magazine holder. That's, that's, where, that's where it goes. Um, and that keeps it out of a drawer and out of being this jumbled mess. And if that magazine holder is full, defined space, 
it's time to sort through and chuck the things that we don't need. That's a great piece of advice. It really is. Okay. What is a simple way to let go of clothes? I want to lose weight to fit in. Help. That's, that's a really good question. So keep, and I've got, I call it easy answer, but keep good basics. So if you have a goal that you're working towards and you've got some clothes that are in that size, keep some good basics. Um, Pants and shirts, but not everything. Keep a a select few because, as I say, once you lose that weight, it's you know it's a moment of celebration. Who doesn't love to feel I've hit that goal weight? It's a moment of celebration. What's the first thing you're going to go do? Go get something new. Bingo! You're going to go buy new clothes. So keep the items like I love that shirt, I love that dress, or it's a good basic, but let the rest of it go. Right. And when you reach that goal weight, go out and treat yourself and get a few new things. Hashtag treat yourself. Um, so there was a rumor about the amount of money that you found at Jane's house when you were is what is that number and are you willing to share? I will not disclose that number because Jane is in striking distance of me. But I will say it is important that when you have a was stack it enough of papers, to order pizza? You could order a pizza, yes. Was it enough to buy a handbag? Um, what it was is an important reminder that if you have a stack of papers, you're good, Jonathan. You should go through you're them. So good. Do not just chuck things arbitrarily. Okay, that's that's something that like I do. That's I'm busy work. I said, Jane, sit down. I want you to go through these papers. Why? Well, I, I know what those are. Those not like, but no, please go through them because you never know. So gift certificates, leftover Starbucks. I found. Things like two $50 Starbucks cards that I'd forgotten that somebody gave for Christmas or whatever. It is amazing what you you do not know. I I joke with clients that sometimes I pay for myself by the time I'm done finding (laughs) your lost money. You find everybody's money. Okay, here's a great one. My family and I are moving out of state in two weeks. What is your number one packing tip? Um, So, again, as you're packing, I actually, no, that's easy. Label everything and label it with detail. When you go to pack a box, you write on that box what room it goes in and what is in that box. Now, there are certain labeling techniques that Natalie adopted when leaving Virginia. Listen, I'm not trying to brag. I mean, don't you don't have to brag on me, but go ahead. Um, well, I'm trying to remember what it's like. I don't care. Or don't freaking ask me where this yeah. goes. Does it matter? Things like that as a label. I don't effing yeah. care anymore. Yeah, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, things um, like that. Just put it down and shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movers like thought it was hilarious. That is, and we all get to that point, and you're probably going to have a few boxes like that. Whoever you are moving or out there, or fifteen, you, or you're going to have multiples. We'll try to limit it. But the number one thing I can say is because when you move into that next house, you think I'll remember. Oh, this I'll, do not you do remember. Not label the room that it goes in, and then and because when those movers move those boxes, say that every box is labeled. We say all the living room boxes go to this room. Yep. All the guest bedroom boxes go here. Label that box and label everything. I know it sounds tedious. It will save your life because when you're unpacking and not every box is unpacked and you need that one thing. It's maddening. And it's exhausting. I mean, like by the time, like, I mean, how many times, like for the boxes that did say F off, (laughs) for example, shut up and put the box down, Mm -hmm. things like that. um, We had to open them. Mm -hmm. And those, I just said to them, like, well, uh, quite honestly, those boxes at that point were me like scraping surfaces into the box right. so they were like underwear with sunscreen kitchen <laughs> lies like who knows print, printer ink like it really didn't matter where you put the box but what we found was we had them just leave those in the garage i'm like okay that was i was had crossed over to the dark side um and then but then jonathan jonathan and i were left with taking them up two flights of stairs yeah. or whatever and the other thing, the advantage is because when you label things too, then you can look at a box and go, you know what? That's not a priority I'm not even to unpack. Opening that. I can right. deal with that later. That is right. secondary. These are the ones that I need to unpack, um, especially if you're moving a family, getting the kids situated, making sure, you know, especially if you're moving two weeks, school is starting, making sure you know where the important things are to make those kind of life transitions go smoothly. 
that's crucial. Label everything. Okay, this is, I'm asking you this question. Um, do you have a favorite space to organize? Closet. Okay. Love working in a closet. It's kind of contained. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming out. <laughs> Twice even. That's Twice. a whole different story. That Well, that is, well, that's a whole other part. Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, You know what? One thing I did not mention is Jonathan is on Instagram. And you should tell them about that. I'm, I am. Listen, yeah. look at me. Watch me tell them. Okay. So Jonathan is on Instagram. And if, if you're not following him, you should, because it's fun to follow him because he's cuter than he's like just the cutest little thing since my blog ever, 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 ever. You just want to sop him up with the biscuit. So, but he also is really helpful on his Instagram and you see a lot of his before and afters and he has tips and things like that. But so also the best way to reach out to Jonathan is through direct messaging yes. on Instagram. Yes. And his Instagram is at simply Jonathan dot me. Yes. So the at symbol simply Jonathan dot me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because I look for the bow tie. Yeah. It's a white background with a little blue, blue bow tie. That's so cute. Cause he's all buttoned up like that. Um, I can't thank you guys enough for all the questions. It's, it's really, it makes it fun. And I, like I said, I'm always glad, like half the questions y'all ask, I wish I'd thought of. Um, and again, Jonathan, thank you for being here. Thank you. We love it. Have a blast. So as much. Always. Today is hump day. Praise be. Which I just like to say out loud. Um, the reason that matters is that on Friday, two days after hump day, Jonathan, I get Jonathan again. I've got him reserved and truthfully um, it's been a while since he's been here and yes. things have changed here and moved around. And I'm not sure we're not, I personally am not sure where to start on Friday. Remember when I said everything's fixable. Everything's I mean, here, fixable. here's the thing about Jonathan that I will also say, um, like moving is stressful. I know he doesn't just, he doesn't just address moving, but like Jonathan has helped me through like, some challenging times and part of what he does so well is whenever you feel overwhelmed and tangled up like he is very level-headed doesn't get his feathers ruffled he and really goes back to everything's fixable and then you get that that is a very helpful thing because like he said oftentimes most often people are calling on him at a point where they need help and also oftentimes they're embarrassed. I mean, I was embarrassed and Virginia and I had that conversation where it's like, I don't want people to know. I don't want you to see my closet, you know? Um, but I think everybody has yes an area of their home and their life that they wish could get fixed. And really the bravest thing to do is to face it like that. And and you will not feel judged by Jonathan. No, I am not here to judge people. I'm here to help because I really do believe everything's fixable and as many people as I can help, you know, I am just excited to do that. Yep. And that shows through. Okay. So if you want more of this incredible sparkling, dazzling podcast, we have, this is a weekly podcast and we have uh, five episodes a month on Patreon. That's a subscription based podcast. Um, it is more exclusive content where we spill the tea, <laughs> tell Crazy. things that make our husbands mad and all those things <laughs> and that we wish we had our moms hadn't heard, things like that. That's on our Patreon. It is $7.99 a month and, again, five, epi- five hour-long episodes a month. Um, if you are in recovery and are fired up about it, because you should be, on my website, natalieradell.com, we have sobriety clocks where you can track your time. And also, I'm super proud of you. Jane and I have endless advice that we like to give people based oftentimes on really much, not much to do about <laughs> nothing, <laughs> but we firmly believe in our advice. And if you have a topic or a question, email Jane at jane at natalieradell.com. And for the sobriety clocks, if you don't have one and would like one or know someone who would, email natalie at natalieradell.com. Um, and 
If you're not following on Instagram, we hope you will at Natalie Riddell. This week, just remember, when she happens, we got this. We got this.